Good morning, beautiful people. Welcome to Love, Baths, Love Talk. It is a, a very chilly and brisk Tuesday morning in the Elm. Holy cow. Summer just, I mean, summer just ghosted us. I thought we'd have a little bit more time, you know, to come back around with some warm weather. Do you know what I mean? Like, guess not. I guess some are like, I got to go, babies, because it just left. Like, it was one day, one day it was warm, next day it was not. <laughs> and, uh, as, you know, uh, on my social media sites, people were turning their heat on. They can't take it. Me, I'm holding out. As a matter of fact, today I'm going to go and buy me a space heater. I'm not ready to put this heat on just yet. I think I could wait it out a little bit longer. I, I don't know, but I, I think I can. <laughs> I, I'm just not ready. And uh, and I, it's just seems, it just seems like summer was yesterday. Why am I turning on the heat? I know it's cold. I know it's cold. I know it's cold. I know it's cold. And uh, um, I'm going to do my best, see how long I could go. I've been looking at the, you know how you, you look at the extended weather to see what the temps will be. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at the weather to get a sense. Like, okay, is there some warmth in sight? Although it's raining all pretty much all day today. Like today is just, it's just going to rain all day. And uh, and it doesn't look like it'll get anywhere near the 70s this week. Like it's going to be, um, uh, like Friday is going to be the warmest at 73. Uh, but the mornings start out, you know, the 40, like today started out at 45. The high is going to be 57. So, you know, fall is here. I I uh, I pulled out my teddy, my little not, not to be confused with lingerie teddy, but my my teddy my teddy overthrow. I bought this a few years back. I never wore it because I don't know. I just never really. I just never really. I love the color. I just never really rocked it. So when I opened up my um my storage, because you know I have these. My sister got me into. Uh, um, using the vacuum bags to put clothes in. So that's what I did when I was changing out the seasons. So I put everything in vacuum bags, which is really nice. You put them in these bags, you take your vacuum cleaner sucker and you suck all the air out of it and it collapses, collapses it. And oh my God, it's like the best thing. And then when you open it, it just goes. So they were sitting in my room, so I opened them because I needed, because I was looking around, like, looking around, I was like, ooh, I still have summer stuff, like, short sleeves. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, this is not going to work. <laughs> I, I, have to got, I have to get out of denial. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is October. You can put on boots. Like, you could, I, I had to get out of denial. So this morning was my get out of denial. Uh, jail card and I, I just pulled this out 
I still have a t-shirt on. Like I have a t-shirt underneath this because I haven't, I haven't transferred my clothes over. So I don't have any long sleeve shirts. <laughs> so I guess, you know, that might be a good thing to work on this week because I don't see us going back. So there's only November, December, January, February, March, some a little bit of April. That's going to be cold. So I need to just get over myself and uh, deal with that. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. It's cold. I'm 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 over it. I I got the I got the memo, Mother Nature. I got it. I got it. No no sense. No sense in uh trying to uh, hold on. I got it. So anyway, uh, that's where we are. So I had my first LSAT prep class last night. I mean, Saturday really technically was the first one. You know, up until this point, we've been working on parts of the L, you know, parts of the prep. But this is Saturday was let's let's start talking about how we're going to uh, move forward with the LSAT. And last night was our first study group because we're broken up into study groups. I think just like three, three of them or three or four of them. So I'm in the Monday night, Monday night's study group. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm coming in hot. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh my God. Listen, I've already learned so much. <laughs> oh, it is. A, it is. You know how you say in the street, F what you know, F what you heard, F what you heard. It, it is, um, I'm already thinking differently. I am already, just from last night's class, I am already thinking differently. And I already had a sense of this. Okay, this is, this is how you have to think about this. Champagne is a sparkling wine. All sparkling wines are not champagne. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. The reason behind that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Champagne is a sparkling wine. All sparkling wines are not champagne. Yeah. Now, I know this because I drink a lot of champagne. But that's the thinking. Because, you know, you'll hear people say, Oh, let's pop some bottles, let's pop some champagne. And they bring out Prosecco or Cava or Asti or whatever the hell it is, or a Cremant, you know. But those are not champagnes. They are sparkling wines. So, uh, so, so the one key thing that I took away last night is that is you, you have to suspend common sense in a in a big way you have to suspend common sense and that's not a bad thing i don't mean you have to be stupid that's that's not it at all 
it's just that you have to think about things differently. And uh, and uh, and it 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 really was a ride last night for people, me included. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I got it though. I think. Well, I got last night. <sighs> the things we do for love, like walking in the rain and the snow and there's nowhere to go and you're feeling like a part of you is dying. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you just keep it moving. It's exciting though. It, it's, it really is exciting to sort of think about this Elsa and, and, and the way to approach it it's it's exciting exciting you know it's going to be a, a lift so we're taking a diagnostic LSAT Saturday like we're sitting for the LSAT and uh it's going to be a a trip just want to see where we are and what we know and that kind of thing so we'll see I'm not nervous. Like, I, I just don't get nervous about stuff like that. I'll just be calm. You know, they gave us, some t like, get up, have a big breakfast, you know, give yourself time, all of that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ready as I'm, as I'm going to be. Now, how, how I'll do, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea, <laughs> but I'll be calm, cool, and collected. I know that I'm not gonna, not gonna be crazy. So, uh, yes. So tomorrow we're um we have we're gonna run a rerun because I'm I got a date with the vice president of the United States tomorrow. So uh, I won't be on air. I will be with the vice president of the United States. Just so you know, <laughs> Pro providing that my security clearance clears. <laughs> so pro provide it, my security clearance, but I'm planning on being there. And uh, so I just want y'all to know that for tomorrow. Um, so if you don't see me or you're looking for me, you're like, what? Why is there a rerun? Or people are texting me. Are you all right? Yes, I'm fine. I'm with the vice president of the United States. So I just want y'all to know that. Uh, Nora is holding it down for Harry right now because Harry's down in North Carolina doing his thing or South Carolina. Harry is somewhere in the South <laughs> eating fried chicken or, or a little bit of fried chicken because he's been on this really amazing diet and lost all this weight. So I know he's not going to undo that work. But, you know, Harry's a little lightheaded. He'll, he'll take a chance and risk it and then complain that he risked it. <laughs> Harry, Harry, is his own, <laughs> Harry, Harry is his own friend and enemy. <laughs> I, I never see anything quite like it. I'm like, just do the thing. Just, you're already, you're already doing the thing, so what? So anyway, Norris is riding shotgun 
this week and uh, hold down the fort. Harry will be back sometime next week. And, uh, you know, and uh, our Jewish friends are getting ready for uh, the high holidays are upon them and they are getting ready. So holding them in, in good prayer. Tomorrow's Yom Kippur. Today, tomorrow's Yom Kippur. So they're getting ready for that and all the planning and, uh, and what needs to happen. And uh, seeking forgiveness and atonement and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I hope every, everybody I know who is Jewish has a peaceful and um, prayerful Yom Kippur. Uh, so uh, that's, that's where we are. Uh, I went to um home place yesterday in North Haven. You know, that store is huge. It's like, I, I don't know. And it's next door to Big Lots, Big Lots, which is also huge. I didn't go to Big Lots. I went to home place. And, you know, it's it really is a great place to take a walk. <laughs> I really could have turned on my my um my walking app so that I could count it as part of my workout because God knows you could be in there for days and just stroll. And, and I did up and down the aisles and there was still stuff that I didn't get to. I was like, Oh, I'm tired. So I did buy, a, I did buy an outdoor rug. I'm always buying outdoor rugs, you know, like a mat, a doormat kind of rug, but a doormat for the inside of the house. Cause it's getting to be that time. And, uh, and the one that I have is very Christmassy and it's a little banged up, beat up. It's time to, it's time to let it go. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so I drove out to North Haven. Interesting place. I, I, these retail spaces, I, I don't know what to make of them. I really don't know what to make of them. So, um, but, uh, cause I mean, it's such a, it's such a big space. You know, so we'll see how long this lasts. Um, I, I still, for my for my money and value, and I think just they're owned by the same people that owns Marshall, TJ Maxx, Burlington, Home Goods, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But for my money, I still like those places, right? So I saw, I thought the home place was good, and uh, I thought some things were a little bit pricey, um, but. Uh, for the most part, it's a well-organized store. They've got a lot of uh, lovely things. So, you know, anyway. Oh, there's a, a another foreclosed house on my street, on my old street on Bellevue. I don't even recognize this house. What house is this? 140 Bellevue. Must be up a little bit. I have to, I have to go by and look at this. You know, because I was at 481. So this is up the street. This is way up the street. This is closer to Golf Terrace, I think, between Golf Terrace and 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 Dwyer. Yeah. So, um, you know, those houses will not go for cheap. I, you know, when my house was in foreclosure, it went for pretty much what I paid for it, like 240 something. It went it went for that. So uh, I see my 
I see my uh, old neighbor, Shanir Katz, is in the mix. Uh, um, so he's, uh, there's a bunch of people. Huh. Anyway. Oh, people from New Jersey came to bid on the property. <sighs> I don't know how much it went for. I have to. Also, oh, it did go for 177, you know, um, so, you know, probably, probably $50,000 less than what it probably could really get. So, uh, you know, if they're going to do this, gonna, they're just going to trick it out. They're going to probably put $50,000 into it and uh, put it back on the market. You know, it's a flip, which is fine. Sometimes a good flip is a good flip. When I bought my house, it was a flip. You know, they had already put good stuff in it. Uh, so, oh, these are the times. These are the times. These are the times. Yeah, that's a tough, it's a tough, it's uh, a tough um, time. Tough time indeed. But, uh, so yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the New Haven Independence site, just taking a look-see. <laughs> Uh, I, I I missed the, uh, I know there was an article up about the Civilian Review Board. I, let me tell you, I told people, I told people they fight, fight, fight for things that they want, the things that they think they want, but nobody wants to work on them. The Civilian Review Board requires a great deal of time, just like being a, a police commissioner. I mean, all, all public service requires a great deal of time. And so people can say whatever they want and whine about, we need, we need, we need police oversight. Who's, who's doing the oversighting? If not you, who? The people that are screaming for this are not willing to sit in that space. You know why? Because they understand. They think some other people are going to want to do it. That some other people will, will deem this necessary and will want to do it. Now I understand there's some vacancies and it's they're hard to fill. Why? Because it is a real commitment of time. And uh, if you are, if you're not up for it, then it's going to be difficult to recruit people for it. You know, because people think, oh, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to, I'm a da da da, and then they get these cases, and they have to review them, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> you know." You start to look at these cases, and you're like, "Oh, okay, uh, maybe this isn't police brutality right here, or maybe this isn't the police fault, or do you know what I mean?" Like, you get in there and you start looking at the details, you get in the weeds. And you're like, oh, <laughs> and 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 if you are in the space of, um, you know, because they all they come at you fast. You have so many, you know, that it, it becomes, and then you can't gather to talk about them because everybody's schedule. I'm just telling you. Be careful what you ask for. <clears throat> Be careful what you ask for. 
because you might just get it. And I'm not suggesting that the civilian review board was not a good thing. That's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it, is, it requires a great deal of commitment. Tom Green wrote a piece on it. Cot review board vacancies mount. People don't have time. <laughs> the civilian review board secretary and most public facing member has resigned, leaving the police accountability panel with yet another seat to fill as frustration fueled vacancies steady, steadily mount. It is a commitment of time. And it requires these folks to understand that they are shaping the review board as they are on it. <laughs> Listen, huh, yeah. Richard Krause, last day was Monday. And it's a volunteer, uh, it's a volunteer position. And, uh, you know, you 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 have to get people who really want to be doing this, and it's hard uh, because uh, you know you you got to get people who are committed and dedicated and want to do it. Uh, you know, everybody thinks it's a good idea until they're called to do it, and uh, you know, he he, he um, Mr. Krause has been considering leaving the board for some time. It felt that, uh, that the development has stalled and continued work uh, by him and other members were not yielding adequate results despite their best efforts. There are obstacles that could not seem to overcome. So, you know, he thought it would be more productive for himself to step back. I, 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 I told you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it, it, this is work. It's not, I'm going to get a case. I'm going to get fired up. I'm going to deal with these. No, no. It, it takes a lot of weeding in the water. And if you're not ready to do that, it's, a, it's boring. It's not as exciting as you think. Um, and it's a lot of reading. It's a lot of reading. So uh, I don't I don't know where uh, I don't know where they go from here. I, I you know yeah. I I think I, I you know people don't understand the amount of work being on the board requires. That's any board. That's any board. That's why when I look at people getting mad at people on boards and who they think they are and blah, blah, blah. These are the people that are committed to upholding and moving things forward. It's not glamorous. It is, and I thought, although I do make it look glamorous, it is not glamorous. It is a commitment of time and energy. It is long nights. It is, it is, it is uh, inconvenience. It is all those things. And, uh, and if you if you can't get into that, it's, it's just, I, it doesn't matter if it's the Civilian Review Board or the Board of Ed or the PTA or your church board. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It all requires 
a commitment of time and a level of passion for the work. You know, it really does. And people think, oh, I'm just going to serve on a board. Oh, serving on a board is like a piece of cake. No, I can tell you, I serve on a great many and chair some. Uh, it, is, it is a lot of work and you have to be focused. You have to be focused and you have to be organized. And you have to rearrange your life to fit this stuff in. That's just the bottom line. You have to rearrange your life to fit this stuff in. And if, you, if you're not, uh, then don't do it. It's just, you know, many are called, few are chosen. That's how I see it. I personally like serving on boards because I like having a hand in destiny. I just do. That's, that's just how I see it. I like having a hand in destiny. And, uh, um, and that's why I serve. Now, let me tell you something. When I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> when, when I'm done, I'm done. When I'm done, I'm done. I'm not coming back. You know, and, uh, but I serve on the boards that mean something to me. And, uh, and I'm serving on more arts, arts kinds of things because right now, my, the last several years, I, I've been really loving art because I believe that art is the saving grace for all of us. That art, artists, and those that support artists are the saving grace of all of us. You know, yes, yes, of course, literacy is important. Yes, feeding the, the, the hungry is important and um, finding housing and, and, and reentry and all those things are unequivocally important equally hands down but where i'm at right now artists are are the people that shape the future that gives us our civility and gives us a language for the moment that we are in we were made for these times and artists remind us that we were made for these times whether it's controversial controversial art, provocative art, evocative art, or your kid just drawing, doing art at school. It is necessary and foundational to the civility in the ways that we conduct ourselves, in the ways that we see ourselves as human, in the ways that we interact with each other. Artists give us depth and breadth and language um, for being human. So that's, so that's where my sensibilities are at the moment. Uh, and I've spent enough time on a different boards across the state, across this country, um, and particularly in New Haven. I, I have a sense of, uh, of all the boards and what they do. But I'm telling you, for me, arts is, uh, is the frontier that I want to be on. It's the frontier that I want to be on. It's a great equalizer. Um, the conversation is richer around equity and inclusion for me, uh, more so than any other uh, 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 avocation or vocation. Uh, for me, arts and arts community, um, it makes me hopeful, it gives me hope that we can continue in the world. So, so yeah, so serving on boards is hard and it's, and it's not sexy, it's not glamorous, it's, you know, 
thinking about the future and thinking about you know, how we move forward. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's all I'm saying. I'm not surprised. I called it early. When they first started the Civilian Review Board and people were stomping around, going on and on and on about it, just stomping about, oh, I was like, we have a board of police commissioners. If I were you, and I'm not, I would press the board of police commissioners to do more of whatever it is you think you, you want done. Because that really is a civilian review board. The P board of police commissioners are civilians. There are no police people on that board. Um, they are your civilian review board. They are already doing the work. So you create another entity because you think it has to be more community focused. The people on the board of police commissioners are your neighbors. They're from your community. They're not from Mars. You have to pick people who kind of have a sense of how to look at things and serve. So you've got the civilian review board <laughs> and now everybody's like, oh my God, I had no idea it was this much work. This is when I look in the camera and go, are you kidding me? <laughs> what did you think? Oh, you thought it was going to be like Law and Order on TV. <laughs> and then you get a case and 90, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, you, you, you get it. <laughs> you solve it. Damn the police. <laughs> and then you get in there and you're like, oh, my God, I have to read all this? <laughs> Oh my God, I have to I have to spend time on this. I gotta follow follow the paper. Uh, yes, yes, that's what it is. Well, what happened to the cases where the cops beat up people? I want them cases. These are those cases. <laughs> why is there so much paper? Why are we meet? Why is there so much time on this? <laughs> Give people what they want and they won't want it. I believe that wholeheartedly. Give people what they want, and they won't want it. They won't. I'm not, listen, I do not say this to say, I think the Civilian Review Board is a bad idea. I think it was a decision based on emotion and, and, a, and a lack of, of understanding what the Board of Police Commissioner does and doing. And, and and why they roll the way they roll, you know. <laughs> so, so you create this civilian review board, which, and I, I guarantee you there'll, there'll be, you know, there'll be no serving on this thing because it's a, it's a beast. And, and unless they get some new energy and some new imagination around it, it's going to go the way of the dinosaur. And you know what you're going to have? A, you're going to have a, you probably could get some old people to serve on it, you know, you know, and I, I, and I say old people because I'm old people now, right? I'm never serving on that thing. So that, that's, that's a no out, out, out of the gate. I'm never, I'm never serving on that kind of stuff because that's not where my interest lies. And for me, um, I, I don't see the point, but having been a police commissioner for three years or four years or however long I sat on that board. Um, I can tell you 
it is, and I sat on it when it was archaic, right? When you had, like now I think you probably could get files digitally and, you know, you can, the communication tools are modern. You know, when I served on the board of police commissioners, you know, they was delivering files to my house. <laughs> Just basic folders. <laughs> you know, um, and, 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 with a with a legal pass so you can make notes and it's like oh my god swear to god so it in my day it was pad and pencil and uh there was no there was no logging stuff in the computer there was no emails and text it was none of that it was you you gotta physically pick up a damn file and sift through it and it'd be copies of stuff, you know. So I, I now, you know, you, they can just, you know, send you a zip drive full of stuff, photos, the whole nine. You don't ever have to put your hands on a folder. I, that's how I imagine it to be, you know. I mean, listen, when I was on the board of Alders, same thing. I get these big giant packets delivered to my house every week. Oh my God, it was. <laughs> and I remember they gave us, some laptops that half-ass worked because um and they were city city managed and the little man that was managing them oh god i mean those things were in those days a laptop was a beast i don't even know what happened to that thing i hope i turned it in <laughs> but it was a beast you know now you you can look at documents on your phone so now would be a good time to, to be doing all this stuff because the technology makes makes your life better, I guess. Um, but so I say all that to say it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And 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 for you know, reading the Tom Breen article, and they were like, you know, we have to tell people the commitment of time. And I'm thinking to myself, what? <laughs> I, if you've never served on a board, I don't think the civilian review board should be your first board. I honestly think you should get people who have had some public service, some community service in a board capacity. Um, so that the learning curve isn't so great, right? And I know that's a real reach because um, that that might be a small pool to draw from. Might be a small pool. Uh, um, but it it would it would it would be it would bode well to get people who have some understanding and how to run an agenda, how to run a meeting, how meetings work, that kind of stuff. And, and discussion and action items and deliverables and all that kind of stuff so that you can move smoothly through the process, whatever the process is. Um, I, you know, I'm grateful to have pledged a sorority in college because that, that was foundational uh, uh, to my understanding on how to be a board member, how to r run organizations, 
how to do community outreach and service. Like you learn that in the black sorority level. I mean, we make it look like it's fun. We do, we do. But let me tell you something, it is work. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of moving parts. It is a lot of choreography. It is a lot of getting on one page. It is a lot of consensus building. It is a lot of, um, it, it's just a lot. And I, and I don't say that to say that, oh, it shouldn't be done. That, no, I'm saying it that what, what the public doesn't see is the behind the scenes effort, the lift. They don't see the lift. They just see stuff on the stage, but they don't see the lift to the stage. That's, that's, that's the point that I'm making. So um, I, I don't, I would suggest that the Civilian Review Board get out there and recruit and knock on doors and, and hold some town hall meetings, you know, and, and really get people re-excited about it if that's the, if they want to continue this. Otherwise, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall by the wayside until something happens publicly with the police officer and a civilian, and then people will get on their high horses and rant about where's the civilian review board that I'm not willing to serve on, but I think is necessary. Because <laughs> that's essentially what people are saying. I want a civilian review board, but I don't want to serve on it. I want somebody else. <laughs> and But not that somebody else, and not that somebody else. Somebody else of my own choosing and liking, but I myself can't serve. You see the mess with that? It's just ridiculous, you know. But mm, I just thought I'd bring that up because not to say ha 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 ha, but to say ha 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 ha, because I knew it was going to go down this way. Because you can't give people what they want because they won't want it. <laughs> They won't want it. You can't give people what they want because they won't want it. And I know firsthand how much work it is. And, and that can be daunting. So, I mean, we can't even get people to show up for school stuff. So, and, and these are people with kids. <laughs> you don't need me showing up for school stuff. I have no dog in that fight anymore. But when I was a parent, I mean, I'm still a parent. But when I was... Uh, a practicing managing parent because <laughs> now I am a consulting parent um, it's a different day it's just, it's just a different level of commitment and uh, God help them I, I hope that they can if this is what they truly want to do that they can get out and, and resurrect uh, resurrect the civilian review board and see we'll see i'll keep my eye on it i am never serving on it do you hear me never 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 ever ever and i don't have no advice on who should serve on it you know because i think they got to figure this out and uh they will <laughs> Or they won't. Either way. <laughs> they will. They won't. I don't know. It's not my fight. Not my dog. 
not my circus, not my monkeys, not my fight. I, I got other fights. I really do. And uh, and not really so much other fights, just other things that that uh, I'm concerned about. And uh, high five to uh, Jeanette Sykes and um, uh, my older over here and all of them fighting the good fight uh, for the, the to, to keep the Ad Foundation from uh, showing up in this neighborhood. I mean, they're just not good stewards. And that's that's the only way I know how to say that. They're just not good stewards of, of community. And they never have been. They, they've not been good stewards over there on Congress Avenue. They're not good stewards over at Long War on Sergeant Drive or wherever they are. They're just not good stewards. And 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 they and they double down on they double down on not being good stewards. You know, like they double down on it. And uh, and I find that problematic. And 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 so do other people. And, you know, listen, no, no one, no one is against treatment. No one. We, we understand there's, there's probably not enough treatment, but I think you have to put treatment you have to put treatment facilities in places where one, you lessen predatory behavior on both sides. Predatory behavior of people who are addicts and predatory behavior of people who serve addicts. And I think if you put it in this neighborhood, you will not be able to combat either one. You won't be able to combat either one. And this community will become a war zone. And it's already on the brink, right? So, you know, these, these facilities need to take the temperature of the room. That's not a place where you can, just because the space might be adequate, look around. You know, don't just think about, oh, the space is needed. And don't think, oh, we'll be in a community that might need this resources. That may or may not be true, but the community does not want it up front. I think it needs to be someplace where you can, you can lessen predatory behavior. And I, and I, don't, I don't mean that to say, I don't mean that disparagingly. Like I'm not trying to knock I'm not trying to shame people or demean people but with addiction comes predatory behavior I'm an addict I got an addict <laughs> I'm a seller of drugs I need customers that's a predatory arrangement that's a that's a design for predatory behavior it just is and if they're not looking at that that way then shame on them for pretending that this is not the case. This is not, this is not the community for that kind of thing. It isn't. It isn't. It needs to be out of the way um, so that the access to, to these folks is challenging. Do you know what I mean? So that it is challenging, you know, because these addicts, on, especially on Congress Avenue, they have access to, they come out of those, that space 
and they are right there in the mix of what brought them to the space. I mean, we when we were doing word on the street, we talked to many an addict. Um, and who talked about how difficult it was for them to come out of there and, and you know, score. Do they say score? Am I saying, I feel like I'm saying some 1970s kind of, you know, <laughs> I'm using some, I'm using some uh, 1970s uh, lingo. <laughs> You know, I'm just saying. So kudos to this community for saying, listen, we 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 got a lot of issues and we can't have this one on top of it. And that's and that's what communities should say. It should take its own temperature and say, we can't, we can't, we can't afford this in our neighborhood. We we don't we don't have the resources to combat this. You know, and, and the fact that the app people are not good stewards and won't be good neighbors. And we know they won't. I, I don't even, it's not even, we're not even making this up. We, we see with our own eyes. They're, they've never been good stewards of community. They're just not. Um, and then they double down on not being good stewards. No, you're not, you're not gonna, cause I, cause I don't, I don't see you. I don't see you looking up in Westville for property. St. Aidan's is vacant. You could put a whole drug treatment center in that whole space. But I, but I guarantee you, those neighbors will come with pitchforks and tiki torches. <laughs> you know it, I know it, we all know it. No shade to the Westville people. No shade. But they have clearly defined that this is what is acceptable in our neighborhood and this is what ain't. So I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just putting it out there, good people, just putting it out there. So anyway, uh, high five to, to the, to the peoples, because they're doing the damn thing and they're not, they're not playing around and I ain't mad at them. I'm with them. I wrote my letter. I voiced my opinion. I'm with you. I'm so with you. Because we can't sustain that. And, you know, God help addicts, really. And they just, and addicts deserve a space where they can go to and not feel the pressure of, of outside forces being predatory with them when they're coming for treatment. Do you know what I mean? Like, they deserve that too. And we have to make sure that we keep the focus on where it ought to be. Getting people help and creating and putting it in an environment where they can feel empowered and safe and, and, not, and not have the burden of predatory behavior right there when they, walk, when they are walking over the threshold. That's all I'm saying. Let's get to that. <laughs> Get to that, I say. So, uh, I, I, but I am for adult and coming into the neighborhood because that's an educational institution that could bode well for the community. 
And if you put the right things in place, if you put if you put all the right things in place as an educational outlet, I think good things could happen. So, you know, I imagine this is what I would imagine that, um, you know, the, 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 the adult education system comes over there and then maybe they they partner with Gateway and do some satellite stuff. Right. So that people so that other people can engage and benefit and and participate in in all the things. Right. No, I listen, get downtown is not a hardship. I don't think you could just particularly in this neighborhood. You've got three buses that roll right downtown. The Winchester bus, Dixwell and Shelton Avenue. So that that might be a, a plus, but I, I would I would make it. Uh, uh, a true educational hub in the sense that yes, adult ed and some other educational, higher educational pursuits connected to it. That's what I would suggest. That would bode well, I think, in the community like this, because we already know education is critical to people's um, upward mobility. So, but you know, who am I? I'm not the mayor. I don't run nothing but this show. <laughs> and and all and that could change too. So I'm just saying that's that's how I would reimagine. And I and I love saying reimagine. That's how I would reimagine. I would think about this. This is how I'm thinking about these kinds of things. Like and let's let's put an and to this. And let's do this. You know, and 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 put things that are a little, a little, a little beyond, a little, uh, 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 like do some things that sort of put people to sort of jump a little higher for stuff. And I think a, a marriage of Gateway or Albertus or whoever the hell, um, whatever educational pursuits that you could put in place would be good. I would say Yale too, but you know, you know, Yale's not gonna, they're not gonna come down, they're not gonna come out, out them gates. <laughs> but that would be that would be an end. You know, that would be a good end. And uh, and I'd like to see that. So anyway, my keys are right there on the tape on the island. Good morning. Good morning. My daughter's coming there. Good morning. My emotional support. Oh, okay. I'm on my show. Y'all are talking to me. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm working here. I'm working here. Hello, <laughs> See how loud they are? Yes. So, um, yeah. So that's, that's, that would be what I would suggest that, you know, when we think about um, educational pursuits and ed educational opportunities, that if they're going to use that space for that, that they should put an end to that. Not just adult education, not just um, uh, uh, that, but and. They're going to do adult education and Gateway and Alberta's and Yale and whoever, Southern or whoever. You know, that's all I'm saying. Food for thought. We're just, we're just bouncing ideas. Just bouncing ideas. So I think that'd be a good idea. I, I wouldn't mind that at all. I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind an educational outlet here. I wouldn't mind it. You know, 
it would be uh it might be worthwhile doing along with some other things it might be worthwhile doing so um so yes i, I told y'all i won't be here tomorrow uh because i'm gonna make my way to hang out with the vice president of these united states if i get my clearance tomorrow's yakapur uh let's see i have guests i don't have any guests this week hmm but next week, oh, Monday is uh, Columbus Day. I don't think we'll be on. Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, stop saying Columbus Day. Indigenous Peoples Day. And uh, the anniversary of uh, Lucy Gelman and Tom Breen, who I married some years ago, two years ago. So listen, my handiwork is solid. <laughs> my handiwork is solid. Uh, let's see, what else? What else do I have going on? Uh, yeah, so next week, the week, next week, I think I'll have some guests. I'm lining them up now, you know, because people, people want to talk and they want to come on, and which I'm excited about. Elm City Lit Fest is coming on in October, October 17th, because their event is coming up, Elm City Lit Fest. Uh, I've got Alexis and Lynn, because they are Alexis, who is a, you know, tap dancer extraordinaire. She's in collaboration with another dancer, and they're doing some dancey things. Uh, let's see. Uh, the symphony will be on, the folks from the symphony will be on. On, um, uh, on the 20th. Um, so I've got, I've got some folks coming on. I'm very excited about. And I'm trying to schedule up the New Haven Docs people. I'm trying to give them a couple of days because there's a lot of films that ought to be um, discussed. And I'm having a, um, the good Dr. Camellia Lawrence coming on uh, to talk about breast because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I said this yesterday. Get these tatas in those machines and get them looked at. You know, I know, I know. You know, wouldn't it be great if we could arm men to do breast exams? You know, our lovers and boyfriends to do breast exams. <laughs> That should be that should be a a, a campaign. <laughs> You're touching them anyway. <laughs> touch touch with touch with more more, uh, more purpose, not just for pleasure. Touch with purpose. <laughs> Save lives. <laughs> be a real Superman. A real Superman. Learn how to do uh, breast exams on your women, on the women that you love. You know, learn how to do it. You know, there should be there should be little courses for men to go and learn how to uh, do breast breast exams, and they could really be in partnership with with their wives and girlfriends and fiancés. Seriously, um, I mean, you're checking anyway, so I mean, you you already you already you already hands on. <laughs> Add that to it. You make it fun. You know. So I'm just, just my suggestion. 
<laughs> That's why you don't want me running the world. <laughs> I challenge every man out there that has a partner, a spouse, a fiance, a girlfriend, or a side chick, whatever it is you got, go and learn how to do breast exams for your woman, your person. Learn how to do it. Learn. And, and tell them Bab sent you. So we're about to jump over into the PSA world in a minute and uh, the call letters and all that. I'm going to take a break and then I'll be back. But I think that's a good campaign. Let these men learn how to give breast exams. I'll be back. <laughs> Go ahead, Nora. <laughs> you know, if the kids have to get the COVID vaccine for school, my five-year-old starts kindergarten this year. It's not required but I did get mine vaccinated to be on the safe side. There were several cases of COVID in the classes this year, and I'm happy they all stayed healthy. I just keep wondering if the COVID vaccine is the right thing for my child. I understand fully. And from what I've seen, there's been no major issues with my friends or their children. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective, and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine, there is less spread and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it, and no appointment is necessary. Find out more at nhvvax.com, nhvvax.com. Make summer safer. Protect your family from COVID-19. Anyone over nine months old can get vaxxed. No appointment necessary. Visit nhvvax.com. That's nhvvax.com for everything you need to know. I'm New Haven Health Director Marissa Bond. If you or your family have COVID-19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask, vaccinate, get boosted, and tested as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe, New Haven. Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. I want to dance all night, Monday morning, I'm sick of this job already. With this book in a little while Me and my girls, we turned it up last week Boys love this club, cause ladies get in free We love to party Dance all night, work all day Friday's here and the week is up and Hit the door, just past
put up with the things that my boss is expecting me to Even though it's paying the rent I'm not paid enough to not have an attitude Doesn't feel right that I work so hard all day And then I'm supposed to sleep through the night To care of all that works out the way So ladies, put your sexy on And tell them that we're hanging tonight you handle yours like a boss like me Put your hands together so they all can see That we've come to party Tried to flip, didn't get tossed. In the pearly whites, time to floss. Got top billing, counted the cost. Everybody knows that you're a go getter. Seven with a smile as you earned your cheddar. Work real hard, and who could do better than you, Bob? Got through the week, I didn't even trip when we did speed. Yeah, I'm JK, and I'm doing my thing with my big sis selling the champagne. Livingston, and you're listening to 103.5 FM WNHH. Smith. 
But how are you gonna reminisce when you haven't got over him yet? This song could be about what you're searching for. You're looking all over town, and I'm knocking on your front door. This could be.
I heard from you I was thinking about sending my rescue crew The time he said, really said it all Saw you carrying some chicks back at the mall Standing on line with the skinny jeans Looking like Ashton Kutcher in the movie scene And you're crazy about it
No, I have to impress. Can't come with nothing less. Been on the mud gusto. Catch one the battle, but they don't know. Just which way I flow. You might be right. But don't you know that my game is tight? Got you right in my sight. Let's believe all the hype. We're gonna rock tonight. You got too much. It's up to the dance floor. Got all these shorties and they're all screaming more. Got so much that they wanna show you. Want you to think. Back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. It's you know, after 10, about 10, 16. I'm doing my thing, sitting in my chair. It's cold. <laughs> Got on my teddy, teddy warmy thing. That's what I'm wearing today, y'all. That's where you see me out there looking like a big teddy bear. That's what the day calls for. You know, uh, Fall is upon us, beautiful people. And uh, you just got to deal with it. That's just embrace it. Embrace the four seasons. We live in the Northeast and we have the blessings of four seasons. (laughs) And I know I feel, and I, like most of you, feel like summer just left us ghosted us high and dry i have faith though maybe maybe in that next week or the week after we might get that little hint of a little bit of heat you know what i mean that that indian summer we'll see we shall see anyway so has anybody been watching um the game of thrones uh the house of the dragons oh lord uh, it comes on every Sunday, but I, I seem to miss it. So I catch it. I catch, you know, I catch the replay of it, you know, on HBO. It could be at any time, right? And uh, it it is equally as compelling to me, I think, as Game of Thrones. I know people are still in their feelings about the way Game of Thrones ended. And I am too, because I, I thought the ending was very lackluster. Not, not the way that I thought the Sopranos um, season series ending. I know people were upset about that too. But I, I like the fact at the end of the Sopranos that they were in a diner and they were just another American family out to dinner on a Friday night. You know what I mean? Like, and people were, you know, I mean, 
It's amazing to me that people wanted more killing. <laughs> they wanted more, more family beef. Like they wanted all of that. And what they got was just a family sitting down at a restaurant having dinner, talking about usual things. So, but the Game of Thrones is very different because they gave us a steady diet of provocative things like the red wedding. And, <laughs> you know, like every time there was a wedding, there was drama. <laughs> you know, dragons and giants and oh my. So I get, <clears throat> I get that we were all up in our feelings that they just ended it. So like we, we didn't see, um, um, Cersei and her brother really get, 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 catch it. I mean, they just died together on an earthquake or some old mess, right? Like the building fell down, but we really wanted her to like catch a bad one. <laughs> you know, like all, all the, all the, all the ish that she, she caused that just was too, too, too easy. I mean, we just want to, and then to have Jon Snow um, knock off Daenerys after all that she's been through, he's the he, he just puts a knife in her heart and kills her. I don't know. I just felt like I, like a lot of other people, felt like there should have been a bigger, a bigger, more dramatic, like, whoa, they did that, you know, kind of ending. Because all throughout the show, they gave us that. You know, when 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 that little miserable boy king choked to death, poisoned to death, we were cheering. We're like, oh my God, I hate this boy. <laughs> like, oh my God, I hate and he was he was the right sort of just unlikable nasty, like just unlikable nasty. But we wanted him to catch it. We wanted, there were so many people who deserved to catch it. And so many people that deserved some redemption. And they didn't give us that. It was like they hurried it off and be like, you know, F it. So, so I understand how people feel like I, I'm, I'm broken up with the Game of Thrones. I don't give a damn what they put out there. But listen, they got the whole piece on Jon Snow coming. And we want some of that backstory on that Jon Snow because Jon Snow was everything. But I'm enjoying this House of Dragons. One, because they got a lot of Black people in it and they are white-haired, dreadlocked folks. And uh, it is a lot, it's very interesting. And they're rich. Like, they're not poor. They're not servants. They're rich and, and are founders of everything. So one of the founders of everything. But, you know, they they love to play fast and loose with incest and provocative things. <laughs> I saw a post, I saw a post yesterday that said, I never thought I would be chairing for incest. <laughs> I'm glad she didn't have her, I'm glad her husband wasn't killed. And that the cat that they sent to kill him was the boyfriend was his lover. So they, they staged the whole thing, which was sweet. 
And but it was bad for the parents because somebody had to be sacrificed in that space to switch out, you know, they switched switched bodies and he was all burnt up. So they just assumed it was his son, their son. And I think that was tough for the parents to witness that. Like that that was cruel. You know, that's their son. Somebody killed them, but it wasn't their son. Your son is off to go live his best life and he just shaved off his hair. So nobody, so now he just looks like another brother out there in the world. As long as his white hair doesn't grow back, you know, just shave it. Um, but it was amazing. And the dragons are everything you think dragons ought to be, you know. But the king's wife, she is a shrew, man. She is, she is a piece of work. Her son should have gave her up, though, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't. And she was scared to death. <laughs> but but listen, in doing that, you create a monster. Now you got a monster child to deal with who is going to, the minute you tell him something, he's going to be like, you don't tell me a damn thing because you're the one, blah, 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 that was feeding me all this information. So she, she's going to catch it too because you have a kid like that? Mm-mm. And he might be loyal to her, but he's got bigger fish to fry. He really does. And now he's on some power trip, right? He's on some, I, I, I can beat somebody's ass kind of thing, even though they snatched his eye. But, you know, he learned how to ride the dragon. And now the dragon is his. So now he's feeling all powerful. How you like me now kind of stuff. So I don't know. I, I, I'm watching it. I'm like Leslie Dog. I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, huh. But you know, honestly, that woman, I don't know how she, I don't know how she thought she was gonna pull up the little black haired kids to all the white haired kids in the family. But the father is like, I won't hear of it. He knows, but he's like, ain't nobody gonna go against what I say. And those are my grandchildren. Those are my daughter and her husband's children. And I don't, I don't got nothing else to say about it. <laughs> Everybody gonna have to shut up, and everybody does shut up. But but the 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 wife, you know, and I and I get it. She feels like she sacrificed a great deal, but she showed out. She she was mad, and then she grabbed a dagger and stabbed the woman in her arm and uh, his daughter in the arm, and you know, I was like, and you know, her father is the first hand. I hope this king doesn't die in a precarious way because, you know, because if he dies, it's going to be all on war. But here's the thing. They don't control the dragons. The white-haired people control the the Targaryens, um, control the dragons. I would be worried about people who can control dragons because all they got to do is draconis. And that, you know, everything is up in flames. <laughs> Draconis. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> I swear to God, when I was watching and they were standing out looking at the ship, you know, her father's ship and the wife and all of them sailing to go wherever the hell they're going to Westeros or wherever they're going. And I saw the dragons flying with them. And I was like, is she going to say Draconis and burn up that whole ship with them on it? I swear to God, I was like, is she going to really do them in like this? 
I mean, I mean, she could have because, but who was, but that's an outright murder, right? So, you know, you outright murder your parents, your father and his wife. I don't know. I don't know if that gets you to the Iron Throne. I don't, I don't know what gets you to the, I don't think that gets you to the Iron Throne. Uh, but I, I think you got to kill a bunch of people, but you can't make it obvious like that, you know. Because there's only a few people that could, y'all are the only ones that could command the dragons. So if the dragons breathe fire onto the ship, they know it's you. So no, you're not going to play that game. But I, I thought she was going to do it though. When she was staring, she was hard staring out there. And I was like, she's going to go dragonis and it's going to be, but she didn't do it. She didn't do it. Instead, she made that blood pack with her uncle. Now, I mean, listen, I just feel like this. If you was going to make a blood pack, you should have just did that already and then had your kids and they all would have looked like each other, right? Like, you should have just went there to begin with. I mean, if you're going to be, like, if you're going to be all the way nasty, you should have just started nasty instead of marrying that gay guy who, <laughs> who couldn't get you pregnant which is unfortunate because, you know, they had, they, they had relations a couple of times and, you know, but you know, if your heart ain't in it, if your heart ain't in it. So they, so they got into it a couple of times, but she didn't get pregnant. But when she was with the, with the night guy, you know, the guy who was there to protect the realm, boom, she didn't popped out two or three babies for him. All these little dark haired kids. I was like, you know, I got no dye at the house where you could have just dyed that hair. And just kept dying it under secrecy. It's just all he needed some peroxide. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> they look like everybody else. I don't know. I just I I it's a it is a wild fantasy, fantastical tale. It is a ride, and you have to suspend whatever you think you feel about whatever. When you're watching this, you just have to go, really? I mean, yes, it's still, they still objectify women. It's still misogynistic. It's still patriarchal. It is still maddening, but damn, it's good. See, that's where you want all your, that's where you want all that stuff to live, right? In fiction on TV. Like you don't want it in your real life. Like nobody wants any of that mess in their real life. Nope, nope. No, it's delicious to watch, but you don't want it in your real life. I don't want to play Game of Thrones in real life. I that's first of all, it's too much. <laughs> I'd be exhausted before lunch. <laughs> I gotta worry about who gonna do me in. I gotta worry about other people's alliances. <laughs> I gotta worry about how I'm gonna get on the Iron Throne and stay there. <laughs> I got to worry about my kids. I got to worry about my dad. Oh, are you kidding me? No, but it is delicious to watch, baby. It is delicious to watch. So, so yeah, I'm following along. And then I'm going to follow along when, um, when uh, Jon Snow gets it together. Uh, I'm, I'm going to follow along. Because I, I want to know the Jon Snow backstory too. How, you know. Because for all that time, right, he grew up thinking um, that he was 
he was some bastard child and he wasn't. He was equally like them. And, and um, um, the father took him in, but it was his sister, the father's, his so-called adoptive father's sister. She was his child and the, uh, and the, and the Targaryen, his mother was Targaryen or whatever she was. And the father was um, the other people. One of the relatives to uh, Cersei, I think it was the brother. So anyway, uh, interesting, interesting. <sighs> That's my Game of Thrones. I have to remember to uh, watch it on Sunday nights. I always forget. Normally, my daughter Margot would send me a text. You watching Game of Thrones? And I, ooh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, uh, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Watch House of the Dragon. So I happened upon it last night and I was flipping through the channel. I was like, oh, oh, that's right. It happened Sunday. So I was like, let me turn it on. Let me watch. Um, and uh, it is, it is uh, let me tell you something. It is something. Uh, I like House of Dragon. I can't wait for um, the second season of um, uh, Colton Whitehead's Underground come back. That was that was an incredible piece of uh, 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 that was an incredible series. I thought it was so well done, and it was freaky as all get out. Like it was just, it was freaky in a good way. So if you've not seen Colton Whitehead's um, Underground, taken from his book, The Under Underground, um, it it's really really well done. I think the sister that's in the Woman King is the sister that plays in Underground. Uh, I, 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 I think. I think she's the same one, because God knows. Um, uh, it was such a good, uh, I, th I, think I think they're the same. I think they're the same people. Because so I was looking at her, I was like, I know I haven't, I haven't, um, I'm not, I've not lost that much uh, uh, I haven't seen her in that long that uh, I, I missed it. So let me see. Let me see what I need to look at. Because, um, no, this is, is this the one? No, this one, not the Underground by Misha Green um, that was on uh, like the, the regular networks. This Underground was um, Colton Whitehead's from taken from the book uh, Underground. And uh, I thought his, um, I haven't read the book. I haven't read any of his book. And, uh, and I've been meaning to read them, you know, because he's got um, the Nickel Boys, um, Harlem Shuffle, the Underground Railroad, Zone One, the um, uh, Intu Intuitionist, um, John Henry Day's. Uh, the Noble Hustle and The Hurt, um, Apex Hides, The Hurt. So I, 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 I'm going to take a deep dive next year, I think, into Colton Whitehead's work um, and see before they make any more of these damn books, movies. <laughs> before they make any movies, any more movies. Uh, I watched him on, I think I watched him talk about the Nickel Boys on uh, CBS Morning. 
because I like I like CBS Morning. Comes out at nine, goes off at ten thirty. I love it. And uh, I, I actually I actually uh, actually enjoy listening to him and 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 the way that he writes about race and uh, and all of that. And uh, so I want to take a deep dive, but God knows I've I've got so many. <laughs> books you know when I was in prison I read a book a day <laughs> uh, you know when, when I um when I was in prison I read a book a day and I was because I was able to do it because I have nothing else there was literally nothing else for me to do um and so I read I read 30 books in 29 days and, and I have to find the list so I could tell people how I post the list. I thought I, I thought I might have posted it on my blog some years ago. I had to go look. And uh, I had to go look and 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 see. Yes, this is the same sister from um from uh, the Woman King. I mean, she she has um she has the best stare of anybody. Uh, Thuso. Embedu, imbido, tusu, the usu, the usu embededu. Um, she she really is a talented, talented, talented sister, and uh, I really, really, really love seeing her work. Really love seeing her work, and the fact that she's in the Woman King is just. Uh, you know, when I saw her, I just was like, she she just has that look. You know, she gives me young Cicely Tyson with that with that level of range and believability. Do you know what I mean? Like she should get an Oscar. I I I she should get she should at least at the very least get a nod. At the very least, she should get a nod. You know, I mean it it was she's just amazing. So um uh i want to i want to see her she was born in 1991 in uh south africa Whew. golly girl she is young 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 but she's stunning and uh uh she is amazing and beautiful and just incredible to look at so I, I just want to see, I just want to watch her star shine. I really do. She is just something to behold. But anyway, um, she's amazing in, in, in the Underground Railroad. It, she just is hauntingly uh, stunning and courageous and brave. And just when you think, oh, you know, oh, this is the end. She just rises like the phoenix. And I was like, girl. So that was a roller coaster ride watching that. So I'm I'm looking forward to um season three if they get it together. Do it. I know the pandemic has put a cramp in everybody's shine. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to uh I'm looking forward to uh seeing her trajectory. She is one to watch. She is one to watch. And uh, so, but anyway, 
that's my my other show um, um, to watch, and uh, I I like that. And then I don't really I don't know if I have another show. Oh, I'm waiting for um, you know, the show about uh, uh, New York in the 1800s. I'm ready for that to come back because uh, that was good. I uh, uh with uh. Uh, g- g- a good good black cast in that so i'm looking forward to that um there's some good stuff out there <laughs> but now i'm feeling now i'm feeling the, the craziness of all the streaming devices now i just because there's stuff on apple tv that i want to watch there's stuff on hulu there's stuff on hbo max stuff on disney then there's some other streaming i was like what the hell I thought we were doing away with this, you know. Anyway, uh, it's a little a little bit challenging, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I'll I'll get my my time in with the good stuff, uh, and uh, that's where we are, people. We doing the daggone thing. So yeah, so. I, I, I don't watch as much TV as I used to watch, um, but I still watch a great deal of TV and I'm trying to do a great deal of reading. You know, I'm still um, tackling through the yellow house, which uh, I need to push on and press through and get through that. Um, as, as I'm reading the, um, the color of the law for class. So, so I'm reading those two books simultaneously which is fine. I mean, I always read two books. Like I, I don't know how to not read two books uh, at the same time. I just can't do one book. I mean, I can, but I like, I, I like to, I like to, uh, I, I, I like to mix up fiction and nonfiction. Like I, I, I like, um, you know, uh, because sometimes the, the fiction that I read is the nonfiction that I'm reading is a heavy lift. <laughs> And sometimes you need some fiction to soften the lift, soften that. Uh, so as I'm, I'm, I'm doing heavy light, heavy light, heavy light, and I find that that seems to make keep me happy to do that. So uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. A bit of a heavy lift. Um, and then I'm a when I finish these two books, and I'm hope hopefully I will finish them by the end of this month, and then I can move on to. Uh, two other books and get my, 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 get my reading piles down, which, which they will never be down because I'm looking at piles over here that I haven't even gotten to. And at some point I'm just going to, and you know, I'm just randomly now at this point, I'm just picking up books that I have in the house and just like, okay, I'm going to press through this, you know, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to not drag a book out two months. You know, that's the, that's really the, the real goal. Is to not drag a book out for two months. So, so maybe maybe I get up in the morning and, and and do some early morning reading. I'm already up, so maybe that's how I get my reading in. You know, maybe that's how I do it, and uh, maybe that's how we do it. So I'm not. I don't. I don't think we're gonna do a show on Columbus Day. I think I'm gonna take that day off. <laughs> I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take that day off and just be quiet. 
Uh, you know, um, let's see. Yeah, and then that's 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 the reading life for now. That's that's what I'm going to try to do, and then all the time that it's going to take to uh, to study for this LSAT, I have to uh, leave room uh, for that kind of thing, and uh, and be prepared to uh, you know. Uh, be prepared to uh, uh, have all my reading time devoted to to that kind of study. But in the meantime, until we get to the hardcore stuff, uh, I'll just uh, I'll stick to that and uh, stick to my very um, challenging reading list while while I'm able to read. <laughs> and and choose the books that I like. <laughs> and, and oh my God, it doesn't help that I spend so much time at Possible Futures, which which I'm gonna think I'm gonna run over there today and uh, uh, take some books. Cause I'm just, uh, I need, there's some things I need to work on. Um, and I've got to do some other things. It's just, you know, it's just one of these things where you just got, there's a lot of swirling parts, a lot of moving parts, you know, a lot of moving parts. And there's things that I got to take care of. So I'm going to do that and uh, see what the rest of the day brings me. You know, just see what the rest of the day brings me. It's raining today. Tomorrow I'll be in New Britain. Hopefully that doesn't take all day because I do have to get back for uh, um, the Arts Council board meeting <laughs> at 530. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, let's see, Tuesday, Thursday, I got a late board meeting, which is fine. And there's something else. Oh, and class, double class on Thursday. So I'm gonna figure that out. I'm gonna figure that out. And, uh, and that's what I'm doing. That's, that's the week in progress. That is the week in progress as I know it. And then start scheduling up some guests. Uh, I believe it's October, um, Hispanic Heritage Month. I think uh, October is Hispanic Heritage Month. I think. I think. Or was it last month? Uh, um, I think that's what I'll do. Yeah, no, it's it runs from National Hispanic Heritage Month is September 15th to October 15th, which I didn't know they could straddle the month like that. So I guess they're like the month is whatever the month is. But I thought it would be like the whole month of October. But it's September 15th to October 15th is a Hispanic Heritage Month. And it pays tribute to... Uh, the generations of Hispanic Americans who have positively influenced and enriched um, our nation and society. So, so I'm glad I looked that up because now um, tomorrow I can talk, tomorrow I can just talk about um, Hispanic Heritage Month a little bit more and um, showcase um, Hispanic Americans who have uh, contributed to the, the depth and breadth of this country and to the world. How about that?
the world. So, so that'll be, uh, uh, and, and I'll I have some people on to talk about the culture. Um, I think I got some things cooking, so we'll see. I think that'll be good, but I'm about to wrap up my day and, uh, my morning here. I'm back tomorrow morning, same bet time, same bet channel. Um, thank you, Nora, for, uh, sitting in for, uh, the great Harry Dross, who is down there in the, somewhere in the deep South eating fried something <laughs> and taking a little downtime, taking a little downtime. <coughs> Happy anniversary to the Drozes. I think it falls in sometime during this week. <coughs> I think, or happy birthday, Karen, or one of these, something, some celebratory thing going on for them during this week. So wherever they are, we are sending you good vibrations. Harry, you better not even be listening to this show. Don't even turn your phone on. We'll handle whatever comes up. And uh, I won't be here tomorrow, but I'll be back on Thursday. So uh, whatever Nora picks, um, for the two hours tomorrow, it'll be good. So Nora, pick some good stuff for uh, the nine o'clock show and the 10 o'clock show. And uh, y'all be all right in these streets. I'm about to jump off and uh, go do my thing. <laughs> I'm gonna jump off and go do my thing. So uh, plus I got a whole paper to get ready for. So I'm gonna go do that. And then uh, that's where we are. So thank you all for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it greatly. Even though it's dreary in the elm and rainy and cold, I'm still not turning my heat on. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Got to wait halfway through. If I can get down a little ways down a little later into October, then it might click on unless the temperature drops way below what I'm comfortable with. So far, I'm good. So far, you know, I've let the one window up, the one window down that I had up in the house, and that has made a tremendous difference. So that's where I'm at. So I'm out of here, good people. Y'all make it a good day. Be good, be kind, be in love. And uh, I'll be back on Thursday. Thanks, Nora.